Hey, hey, welcome to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and this week we are going to continue the talk about expectations and really what it is to release them. I hope you were able to tune in last week to the first part of the series and talking about expectations and where they come from and how we start to get set in them without even realizing. I hope you join in the conversation this week as we talk more about what it looks like if you are living inside of expectations and then why it's important that you take those hard steps to break free. So listen in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. As we start to become more and more aware of our thoughts, our patterns, our fears, who we are, who we want to become, what we do and why we do it, that's where the real growth happens. Because we start to go from chugging along or floating through life and allowing things to happen to actually starting to be intentional, making choices and having a path that we may not know where we're going, but we know who we're going with. And we have an idea of why we're going on the path or why we're going the direction we're going. For me, this is when I started realizing that I was allowing expectations or fears from others to control my path, to control my growth and to kind of stunt it. Or it was, if I am not who people expect me to be, then who am I? Or will they like me? Or all these other questions that, and insecurities that come up. And it dawned on me that these expectations, one, they're not rules. They are not true. They're not valid in every circumstance. And a lot of them were my own insecurities that were keeping me in a position of stagnant growth, I guess, the keeping me in a position where I wasn't truly stepping into who I am supposed to be. I'm not, I was not discovering the path and the closeness and the freedom. So I just want to begin with, what does this look like for the broken spirited mom or the broken spirited woman? Uh, For the broken spirited, what is living by expectation versus living in freedom look like? Or what could it look like? 
So as I'm talking about these, just think about the decisions and your desires. Do any of these resonate with you? Do any of them, do you feel like some of these are directing your path? So what does this look like for the broken spirited? Our friends want the best for us, so we stop listening to our hearts and allow the desires for us to take precedent. We lose our passions, our dreams, our desires, and allow expectations and assumptions to push us along. We are not in tune with why we are feeling lost or why we can't find the disconnect from who we are, from who we want to become. We got insecure about people being uncomfortable around us, and so we avoided those comments those feelings, the actions, the behaviors, the choices. I remember for a little while after I became a widow, I would, when I would enter a new social environment, it would shock people when I would tell them I'm a widow. Especially, especially when I would go to women's Bible studies. Because the people around, I did not fit what their expectations were of a widow. That was not something that they were prepared to hear. And they would get really uncomfortable around me. And I didn't like that feeling of how they would give me this look of horror or utter shock or disbelief or The fact that they wanted to know more information, you can tell that they just wanted the drama of it, but all of these things. And so it would, I would change how I would say things. I wouldn't use the word widow, or I wouldn't say my husband died. I would say, you know, I I lost my husband. Well, I didn't lose him. I know exactly where he is. I know exactly what happened. I didn't lose him but I allowed other people's insecurities and being uncomfortable to affect how I would show up into situations. I was conforming to their expectations to not make them uncomfortable. Sometimes we get knocked over. We lose our dreams, our desires, our intentions, or they went dormant or invisible. And notice I didn't say they didn't disappear. Because just because we are get, we're knocked over, our goals, dreams, desires, they don't disappear. They may change. They may morph and look different. But our desires are still there. They're just kind of hidden until we're ready to explore them again. Until we're ready to be strong enough to say we want more. And that's what it is, is when you are releasing expectations, you are saying yes to something better. You're saying yes, that you are okay with being uncomfortable and that you are willing to grow and that you want more. And some people around you are not ready to hear that, but that's on them, not on you. And maybe you can be the one in your friend group to start to say, hey, you know what? This is an unreal expectation. Like, let's just remove this, or I'm not going to conform to this anymore. It's not what fits with my heart. And so 
we get off course. We get pushed through time, kind of dragged where we float from moment to moment instead of being present. Instead of making intentional choices, we allow the environment around us and things that we've always done to just kind of make that decision for us. We're in survival mode when you're broken spirited and you cast away anything that seems iffy, that isn't certain because in a moment when you're broken, you kind of grasp onto anything that feels certain. We kind of find things that are comfortable that we can cling to, to balance out the fact that we are so uncomfortable, we're so broken, so hurt. But as you start to come out of the fog and as your heart starts to heal and as you start to move from that raw pain into your restored spirit, you realize that what you're doing really is not working for you anymore. That survival mode is not where you want to live and it's not what you want to do and it's not getting you the outcomes that you want. So let's talk a little bit about why it's important to push past expectations, to identify if you are living in expectations, and then why we, why we want to push past them. And so you know the song that, um, and I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing, but it goes along with who the sun sets free is free indeed. I am who you say I am. Freedom is our ultimate goal. Freedom in Christ, freedom from sin, freedom from the worldly worldly ways, freedom to make choices based on our instincts, based on our values, our priorities. And we also talked about identity and being our the best version of ourselves. Well, if we have these expectations put on us, even if they're the ones that we put on ourselves, we are trying to control the outcome. And anytime you try to control something, there is no freedom in it. So we are not who the world says we are. We are not who our bosses say we are. We're not who our friends say we are. We're not who our acquaintances say we are. We are not who our family says we are. And if we don't have a healthy picture of who we are, then we're not even really who we say we are. We're a child of God. And we are who he says we are. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name. So you are a child of God because God says you are, because you received him. Romans 8.28 says, We know all things work together for good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So we're called according to his purpose. And John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whoever asks the father in my name, he will give you. God chose you before you chose him. God was with you before you claimed 
him and asked him into your heart and before you had a relationship with him, you are who God says you are. And so all these expectations, all these things you should do, why? If that's not who God called you to do, if that's not what he called you to do, then why should you? And I don't just mean with big things, but little things. Even with something simple and silly as direction somewhere. Just because there's a common path to get there that may be the most direct, if you like scenery and you have time, go the extra long way because you want to, not because Waze or Apple Maps or Google Maps tell you, tells you to do something. And I know that's a silly example. It's really just the first thing I thought of when if something that you do because other people are doing it or because, well, you follow a path. But there's so many things that we do simply because it's the way everyone does it. Even our morning routines or how we accomplish different goals. We look at the way other people are do it and just try to copy them. The way other people will raise their kids. Well, even with that, you realize that you can't do everything that they did because you don't have the same kids that they did, that they have. Your kids have different thoughts and different strengths and weaknesses. And you're not the same person that expert is. And so they may have a good framework, but you can't even follow every step of it. I know with my kids, I've realized that I have very intense kids who have a lot of emotion. And so I have kids who are very independent and reactive. They, they're intense, they're intense reactions to things. So that's one area that we talk about a lot at home that we work on is responding, taking a deep breath instead of reacting. And I can't parent the same way someone who has calm children. And when I release myself from that expectation of I can't follow what other people are doing because that's not what works for us. I need to find what works for me and what's best based on who God has created my kids to be. And by doing that, releasing that expectation of having kids that act like everyone else's, which is really impossible anyway, and would be so boring if we all acted the same, if we all had the same needs and the same desires and the same jokes and the same idiosyncrasies. It would be so boring. So now, why would we want to fall in that same category and have those same expectations for our kids? We want to grow ourselves and our family based on our own needs. And so that's just an example of how releasing expectations can actually give me freedom, give you freedom to parent the way you need to parent and instill the values that you want to instill 
because those experts, they may value something different than you do, which is not wrong, but it's not completely right either. So let's discover who God created us to be. And by doing that, it enables us to see how God made other people as well and value their differences. But let's discover who God made us to be and figure that out based on who he says we are and how he made us versus who the world says we are and how they want us to be. So when you release the expectations, you release the control of the outcome. When you put the trust, put your trust in the maker rather than the visible outcomes or the visible path, we're leaving room for creativity and for something extraordinary, something different. By releasing assumptions, we also release the anxiety which is just the fear of the future, the fear of the what ifs, which it's really an illusion that we can control the what ifs anyway. We can plan them out. We can what if them to death. But even God says, don't worry. Do not fear. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. So why do we push past expectations? So we can experience things that we haven't even considered. So we can create things that have never been created before. So we can be creative and think outside the box and be surprised. Stephen Hawking says, when one's expectations are reduced to zero, one really does appreciate everything one does have. When you release those expectations, and really get in the present and look at what you have, where you're going, where you've been, and just release the outcomes to things. A new appreciation for where you are and what's going on is developed. And I know I've said it before, but by being in the present and understanding your needs and your desires in the moment is where we can be more intentional and where we can really start to grow. If we expect a certain outcome, we limit what it could be. If we set a definition for, well, it should be this, if we don't reach it, is that a failure? But what if that wasn't the intended outcome or intended path in the first place, but it's something that we saw it looked right. It looked comfortable. It was it seemed rational. So we went for it. But what are we missing out on if we don't release those expectations, release the outcomes, release the pressures to do the same things everyone else is doing? I don't know about you, but I am really excited about the future, which is a really big deal for me because for years after my husband died, the idea of the future was really hard to dream about. It was really hard to see past a short term because what was the point? What I had planned, what I expected didn't really happen anyway. It was actually destroyed or it was removed instantaneously from me. 
and it was a shock and it hurt. And I had to grieve those dreams and those unexperienced memories. And I still grieve those. There's still times that I am doing something and I was like, this is not how it was supposed to be. But those are the expectations that I set. Those are the what ifs and the dreams. But I didn't know what I do now. I don't have all the information. I didn't live life that I've lived now. And so by releasing the pressure, releasing the guilt, releasing me from those and giving myself permission to focus on the journey versus the destination and try different things, get out of my comfort zone, push myself past the known and really try things that are hard. I've learned things about myself and about what I'm capable of that I never would have unless I tried. Unless I put down the expectations that I put on myself, others put on me, and tried something different. So what could it be for you? What could you release? What expectation are you holding on to because it's safe and comfortable, but you're not actually happy where you are? You know that you're made for more. You know that there's a different path waiting for you, and it might be scary. Okay, so it is scary because the unknown is always scary. But it's exciting as well because God wants to do a new thing in you. The Bible doesn't say he wants to do the same thing that that Moses did or David did or any character in the Bible, any person in the Bible. He wants to do a new thing in you. And if you release the expectations, you release the outcomes, and you allow him to work with you through this and you step out and yes you may fail yes it may hurt yes it may be scary but what if it's not what if that uncomfortableness that you feel momentarily what if it turns into something that's exciting what if you push yourself past the limits that you expected for yourself What could that look like for you? What could your life really be if you put down the circumstance, the hardship that you've been through and allow yourself to take what you need from it? Put it in your back pocket. Put the circumstance, put it, you don't have to lay it down completely, but you have to stop letting it control you and give you those expectations of how you should live. You can't let your circumstances that you've been through, those trials, those hardships, you can't let that decide who you're going to be tomorrow. You can't let that decide for you. It's never good to let a circumstance decide what you're going to do. So are you ready to put it down? Are you ready just to start looking at possibilities of releasing expectations from yourself? And seeing what possibilities are there, letting down the control and being willing to go on a journey that has no distinct destination. So I hope you're excited as I am. And yes, it is scary and it is hard. And there are times that I have to talk myself into doing the next step. But God didn't say it was going to be easy. He said that he's there every step of the way. 
That's what he promises. And he promises that he won't let it overcome us. And so I hope that you're ready. I hope that you're excited for next week. We're going to talk about some basic ways to start to release those expectations. Some simple steps that you can start taking. And they may be simple. They're not easy. They, In order to do something different, you have to become someone different. You have to start making different choices. And different is not easy. But what, what kind of life would you live if it was easy? What if everything was comfortable? How boring would that be? And we would all look the same. And there is no excitement in that. So stay tuned in for next week. Come back. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I hope that you'll go back and listen to part one and reach out to me. I would love to know what this is stirring inside of you. I would love to know what this is bringing up. And if you're excited about the future, even if it's just a little bit of excitement, or if you're excited about the possibility of being excited, even that, even that is a step forward. And so reach out to me, send me a, send me a DM, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. And until next week, bye for now.